Hey, what's up? It's Duff. It's another episode of Duff Uncensored presented by my good friends over at Burns and McCoy. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Make sure you share it with your friends and uh, don't forget to give it a nice review. All right, coming up today, we're going to talk about some big time reactions that's going on right now in society. I'm talking about the NFL preseason. It's underway. Plus, I got some amazing headlines and some stories that I didn't think that I'd ever get into that I'm going to get into. Anyway, but first, do yourself and your friends and your family a favor. Grab some Burns and McCoy. They got amazing hot sauces, amazing dressings, mustards, margarita mix, Bloody Mary mix. I love Burns and McCoy. I I say this every episode, but it's amazing. I, I just love it. It just heightens your your food to another level that you didn't think that it existed but it's there thanks to burns and mccoy burns and mccoy is a family-run business their goal is to bring you only the best products made with the finest ingredients food should be fun and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer they're available at all grocery stores in the front range check them out at burnsandmccoy.com all right I'm in the basement again. I'm drinking bourbon. You know, I'm in a plastic cup bourbon kind of mood, and which drives my wife crazy. She is all about, it's got to be, you know, in a proper glass. Like, she bought me some nice whiskey glasses. Yet, I'm down here in the basement drinking from a, a blue plastic cup with some ice in it. Yes, I drink my bourbon with ice. That's fine. It's Four Roses bourbon. I love it. I even add, oh God, you some of you snobs are going to be mad when I say this. I even add a splash of water to it. You know why? Because it tastes good. So suck on it. I love it. Ah, yeah. So if, if I go off the rails again tonight, it, it's because I'm, you know, I'm drunk. That's why. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, why am I craving a cheeseburger or a burrito from Taco Bell? It's because it's late. It's because it's late, and that's what you do when you're up late. You just crave weird food. Oh, I'm craving a cheeseburger so bad right now. I've told you, I love food way too much. I love it. Oh, man. Anyway, got a lot to get to today. We're going to start off talking about the NFL preseason and how everybody is just overreacting. And I listen, I watched the Broncos-Vikings game. I, I'm here in Denver. I'm a huge Bronco fan. And a lot of Broncos country and the Denver media is all horned up because Drew Locke played so well. Yeah, he did. He did. All right. He's going in the Hall of Fame now, guys. No, come on. Listen, I'm all in on Drew Locke. But it was a preseason game. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Pump the brakes. Preseason's basically a few notches above practice. Now, keep in mind, I've never actually played professional football. I know. I haven't. But I've talked to plenty of Bronco players and former NFL players over the years. Okay? It's just above practice just above 
because they're trying other teams are trying to work things out like what happens if we do this let's you notice like if you watch the bronco game they were going for it on fourth and goal no questions asked no big deal because they want to see what happens see how the team reacts to that how how can they can they execute this can they or what you know how how so and so going to work it's no no big deal if they don't convert so you take risks. You just want to see how guys are going to react to certain situation. That being said, you listen, I'm not trying to be a dick, but let's just hold off a little bit. It's the first preseason game, and they're doing it all over the NFL. And it's hard not to. I get it, especially for Bronco fans. We've been just in the shitter for so long since, since Peyton Manning left. I went over the numbers, uh, you know, the other day in one of the episodes and talking about, you know, how the Broncos haven't had success since Peyton left. Obviously they haven't had a winning season since 2016 where they were nine and seven the year after Peyton left. After that, it's just been a shit show. So you see some glimmers of hope in the Broncos preseason game one. It's hard not to laugh. Listen, I know some of you guys are going to listen to this and you're going to be pissed off. I get it. Because you think that it should be, no matter what, I should be all in on the Broncos and just praise everything they do. But you got to just slow your roll a little bit. It doesn't mean you're a bad fan if you're hesitant. It doesn't mean you're a bad fan if you sit there and point you know, out some you know, th- areas that need to be improved. No. I want the Broncos to do well. I'm just not ready to say that they're going to the playoffs officially based off of preseason, you know, a preseason game. But that being said, I really think this Broncos team could be special. I do. I do. I'm very excited over it. I've said this before, the the continuity with the offense, another year under their belt. Hopefully, Drew Locke can get a full season in officially. That would be great. Be great. But Jesus, <laughs> calm down on the, yeah, Drew Locke won the job preseason game one. I'm very mixed on this, to be honest. I, I say that, but I'm kind of mixed on it. Because Drew Locke, on paper, outperformed uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He did. Drew Locke seemed like he was playing a lot better on paper. But that what here's one thing that people are forgetting. The Broncos weren't playing against the starters for the Vikings. Okay? So when you look at the numbers, Drew Locke was 5 of 7 uh, and 151 yards. Two touchdowns. Pretty good. Pretty good. Teddy Bridgewater, 7 of 8, 74 yards, one touchdown. Not bad. Not bad. Uh-oh. Warning. Negative Nancy alert. Warning. Negative Nancy alert. <sighs> I hate to do it, guys. Subtract KJ Hamler's 80-yard touchdown from Drew Locke. You subtract that. Drew Locke was 4 of 6. For 71 yards and one touchdown. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's essentially the same 
as Teddy Bridgewater. Just saying. I'm just saying. Don't shoot the messenger. Now, that being said, I say all that. I say all that dick, dickhead comments in regards to, you know, pump your brakes and stuff. That being said, uh, I want Drew Locke to be the starter. <laughs> I do. I do. I've said it before. I'm so sick and tired of this bullshit of, well, who's going to be the quarterback this year? I don't know. Maybe we'll get somebody in the draft next year. I don't know. Fuck. I'm tired of the, you know, battles going on in training camp. Just pick a starter. And you know what? To be honest, when you look at the numbers as they are on the paper, 151 yards versus 74 yards, Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater, and then you have Vic Fangio coming out saying, I, I don't know, it's pretty much even Steven. Well, fuck Vic. Maybe he's doing the math like I am. Subtracting Hamler's 80-yard touchdown that was all Hamler. Who's all Hamler? But good for Drew Locke on seeing the guy that was breaking away from the defenders and fucking launched it to him. Easy peasy, you know? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm torn on this a little bit. I want to pump the brakes. I want to pump the brakes on, hey, it's preseason game number one, so don't go saying that Drew Locke officially won the job, but I'm also looking at it as just go with the kid, man. Just Let's just go cut the bullshit. Let's go in on Drew Locke. Cut it. Toss that shit aside. I want Drew Locke to be the starter. Fuck it. I want him to be the starter. Come on, guys. It's funny, I'm sitting here in my basement drinking some lovely bourbon. If you guys ever have any bourbon recommendations for me, let me know. Hold on one second. Mm. Delicious. Smooth yet elegant. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm having a good time tonight. I don't know if you are, but I am. Holy shit. I am good. I am very happy right now. Before we get into headlines, it was funny. I went to a park today to meet up with some uh, other parents at my kid's school. So my wife and I take our two kids there, and we all meet up with... It was the... <coughs> excuse me. My son's in third grade. So we met up with all the third graders and, and their parents and stuff like that. And then we met up at a park and let them play. You know, kind of get adjusted... It was just a fun way to get kids excited for the school year because my son was kind of, you know, down, especially my son, was down on getting back into the grind of the school year. My daughter's all excited for it. It was cool because I'm at the, the letting the kids play. My wife's mingling. She's a more of a social butterfly than I am. But uh, I, I met some of the listeners of this podcast, which is always awesome. This is so new. I've only been doing this since, what? what is it, guys? Um, late April. April. And it's as of right now, it's August. I, f I feel like I've been doing it for a long time, but then on the other hand, I feel like I haven't hardly been doing, doing it at all. So it, it's really neat. 
to meet some of you guys out and about. And I met a guy named Richard who I've met before and he, he is very high energy, very funny guy. And uh, his son is in this. I think he's he's in the same class as my as my son. Either way, they're they're they know each other. And anyway, so he's like I met him last year, and he just ran up on me and just like took a you know took a picture with me, which was funny because all these other parents are like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" That have no idea who I am. They're like, "Was he a celebrity?" Maybe he, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he owns a pizza place down the street. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I met Wendy, big-time listener, uh, and, a, and a guy who looks like Brian Posehn. Is it Posehn? Hilarious comedian. Uh, a guy that looks just like him, and I found out later that he he listens to the show, but I, I just, I and I feel bad because... I noticed the guy kept looking over and I didn't like uh, I didn't go over and introduce myself to him uh, only because I'm by the way calling somebody Brian Posehn, Posehn the comedian guy and I, I feel like I'm mispronouncing his name but anyway that's a compliment that guy's hilarious He's a cool guy um, but I feel bad because I didn't go over and introduce myself to him I noticed that he kept looking over as I was talking to like uh, Richard and stuff. And then uh, come to find out later, he's like, uh, I found out that the guy listens. Like, ah, shit, man. Should have introduced myself. So so Brian Posehn looked like, uh, next time I see you, let's talk. Shoot the shit. I don't care. But I have a... Don't and and Brian Posehn uh, look like. <laughs> don't don't feel bad. I I have the before we get into other stuff. Uh, I have the worst anxiety. I'm actually on medicine for anxiety because I have a hard time just with getting random anxiety at at the most awkward moments. And it's funny because I wasn't planning on talking about this tonight, but I'll just derail for a quick second. Before I got on medicine, there was times where I would just clam up and just refuse to do anything. Like at the radio station, Mike Evans would want me to do a bit, and I'd be like, fuck it, no, I'm not gonna. And then I'd either do it reluctantly, or you know, I just refuse to do it, like an asshole. And I never did anything about it. And the one moment that stands out the most to me of of a moment where I definitely realized that I have an anxiety issue is my boss sent me over to Dove Valley. That's where the Broncos practice at. And I went over there. There's like maybe one or two other media members there. And I was going over there to get some, what we call liners from one of the players. And I, and to be honest, I can't remember who the, the player was all I had to do was go over there and give them a sheet and they would speak into my microphone and then I would just take the liners and move on well as I'm waiting for the player to be ready I'm in this like kind of waiting room and a long time journalist in the Denver area and all to be honest all around the United States and she's amazing she does a great job 
Her name's Lindsay Jones. And she's and I know who she is. She knows who I am. And I'm sitting literally like three feet away from her. And I want to say we're the only ones in this room. And she says something to me uh, to start a conversation like, so how's it going? And I literally couldn't speak because I was just, I just had this fear and this anxiety to, to say something wrong. It was so embarrassing. It was just the weirdest thing. Weirdest thing. So embarrassing. I've never brought it up to her before. But it, it's funny because I, I I sat there in essentially a panic. I, I didn't pee, but, you know, I think deep down I wanted to pee. I wanted to pee. But it was just so frustrating because I wanted to say something. I, I literally could not speak. So weird. And then now... You know, fast forward during in, in the middle of the pandemic, my wife brings up that I was kind of in a fog and depression and possible anxiety. And then I talked to my doctor and he gets me on some meds. And then next thing you know, boom, I quit the fan. And now I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> hey, that's a weird route to get to where I'm at now. But hey, it worked. Very interesting. I don't think before getting on the anxiety medicine and the depression medicine, to be honest, I don't think that I could be doing a podcast and trusting in myself. Very fascinating. Anyway, uh, rewind, going back to the fact that I'm meeting up with all these parents and, you know, chit-chatting with some uh, big-time listeners at DeHuff Uncensored, which was very cool. The kids were having a blast. They haven't seen each other in months, so it's really cool. At one point, my six-year-old daughter, who's an amazing climber, decides to climb the fence to get over into the you know, adjacent uh, uh, baseball field. And everybody's just like, oh my gosh, he's a great climber. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool, but very frustrating and scary, to be honest. So my wife went over and talked to her, you know, nicely. Be like, don't do that. You, God damn it, don't you ever do that again. You're embarrassing me. No, she didn't say that. But you, you get the idea. Because there's a playground and then there's baseball fields all around. Really nice setup. So my son and a few other kids in his class decided to get on top of the roof of the dugout. <sighs> so I saw that. And I had to walk over there and lay down the law. That's what I had to do. I had to walk over there and flex my authority to the other parents. Let them know how it's done. Yeah, so I'm walking over there. <laughs> I feel like all the eyes were on me. I really, it was, it was really a weird moment. So I'm walking calmly. I'm like, I'm really irritated that my son's up there. Then I get up to him. Then I'm like, Jackson, please get down. Then he's like, why? Like a total jerk hole. <laughs> and I say, get down before I embarrass you in front of all of your friends. How about that? And then, God bless my son. <laughs> he goes, 
Okay, guys, I'm getting down. You should get down too. My dad said so. I kid you not, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> and I walk back, you know, calmly back to the parents, and they're like, wow, that was great. Did you tell them all to get down? I'm like, no, I'm not. They didn't tell all your kids to get down. I just told my son to get down. I'm not doing your job. Come on. It is weird, though, because, like, I don't want to yell at other people's kids. I'm perfectly fine, I guess, in a sense, to yell at my own kids. Although it, I am kind of hesitant to lay down the law with my kids when there's other kids and parents around. Excuse me. And part of that is, like, I don't want to embarrass my kids in front of their friends. And and other parents are just so... I don't know how they're going to react. It reminds me of that SNL skit. Uh, great landscaping job. Did you do that yourself? You bet. Hey, there's going to be a meeting between your ass and the palm of my hand if you don't get off the shed. Now get off the shed! What do you think of the fountain? You like that? Oh, it's a great fountain. Yeah, it's a dandy. I love it. That is totally me. Get off the shed! Meanwhile, you're trying to have a regular conversation. I did that the other day. My kid, We went over to our, our friend's house, and the kids were playing with their kid. And like I'm having a conversation with my buddy, Shad. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, Jackson, stop. <laughs> like, like, I, don't, I, feel, I feel like I can't yell down here. But uh, I'm like, Jackson, knock it off. Anyway, yeah, so you use what kind of marinade? It's just really weird. It, it, I, I, I feel a little odd correcting my kids in front of other parents, but I know ultimately they get it. For the most part, most parents get it. But it is hard to sit there and just constantly just be like, fucking knock it off. You're being a little dick right now. Oh, I feel, Then my kids wouldn't want, they didn't want to go home. I'm like, dude, we got to go home and eat dinner. I got to make, my wife and I, we're going to make dinner. I was like, we got to go home, got to make dinner so you can eat. Hey, why I go home? Hold on. And then they go jump in this thing and they're spinning around. It was this, this giant sphere, flat earthers. It looked like the earth. Anyway, so they start spinning this and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I go and there's like 10 kids in this thing. I go over and I, I did. I embarrassed my, my son in front of his friends and I, I felt kind of bad for it, but like, Stop being a jerk about it. So I walked over there, and it's spinning, and I just grab it and stop it because I'm so mighty. I am so mighty. My muscles were flexed. They had to have been. Maybe not. Anyway, so I grab it, stop it, and I'm like, all right, Jackson, get out because he was just like totally digging in his heels like, fuck it. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Are they going to like come over here and stop the machine from spinning? Yeah, that's what dad did. So I stopped it, took him out. I didn't grab him, take him out. I was just like, get out. Mom's walking towards the car. And then my daughter refused to get off. And she was like a fucking spider monkey, refused to let go. I had to like just yank her off. And all the other kids are like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? And then we start walking and kids were fine. Yeah, whatever. They got over it very quickly. All right, coming up, we're going to get into some big-time headlines and things that are just going to blow blow your head open. It's going to be very messy. 
But first, if you like to grill, my family loves it. I know some of you guys are all about smokers. I talked to somebody tonight that was all about smokers. But I got to tell you what. A real man uses propane. That's what I do. That's what my family does. And, you know, tonight I grilled up some chicken, did put some jerk seasoning on there. Oh, insane. Love it. We're all about propane. And our friends over at Cinch, propane home delivery. So cool. They come to your house, pick up your used tank, and leave a fresh tank at the location you select, whether it's your driveway, doorstep, or porch. We did our porch super easy. New Cinch customers right now can get their first tank exchange delivered for just $10 when you use the promo code MILEHIGH at checkout. Again, that's MILEHIGH, all one word. Go to cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, enter your zip code, order your tanks, select a delivery date. Don't forget to use the uh, promo code MILEHIGH, that's all one word, and then boom, set out your tanks. Next thing you know, they replace it. You're good to go. Go check them out, cinch.com, C-Y-N-C-H.com, and don't forget to use the promo code MILEHIGH, all one word, at checkout. All right. Let me get serious real quick. Oh, wait. First, let's do headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> All right. Now, let's get serious. Pablo Picasso has been quoted saying, Those breasts are most beautiful that give the most milk. ABR. Have you guys ever heard of ABR? Adult breastfeeding, that's a thing. And apparently, it's popular. Yeah, had no idea. Google data from 2017 showed that the number of searches on how to breastfeed a baby were almost equal to the number of searches on how to breastfeed an adult man. Okay? I had no idea this was a thing. Maybe you like it. I can't imagine if you do this that you go around telling people like, oh my God, last night I had the most amazing meal. And then to top it off, my wife, Sandy, she, uh, you know, let me suck on her, her boobs for like 20 minutes. It was amazing. I was like, I was like those titties dry. It was amazing. No, nobody does that. Sorry, ladies. We, we call them titties. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's true. Anyway. It's just weird to me. I never knew that was a thing. Never did. Never did. So I, I go down this, I see this headline, I read the article, and then I, I fall down this rabbit hole of this society that people breastfeed the adults. And it's not just a sexual thing, because that's immediately what I jump to. It's not just a sexual thing. People do it because they they just feel like it's a, a nutritious thing that they crave. But, that being said, uh, I did lean on the uh, uh, sexual side of things, and I did get this quote from a, a lady that wrote, I've breastfed my boyfriend. It's incredibly intimate. I get to hold him close, skin to skin, and he drinks part of me. To my surprise, he was all for it. He told me it was also a secret fantasy of his ever since 
reading about a scene in Game of Thrones between Sam and Gilly. This was sent in from a, a lady named Alicia, who apparently breastfed her, her boyfriend, and he's also a big-time Game of Thrones nerd. I remember seeing that scene. Yeah, that's, it's just, I, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to feel about that. It's just, it's odd to me. I don't, I, I guess it's, I don't know. I was reading another thing where this, this lady was watching, uh, her, her neighbor was breastfeeding her, her son because she wasn't able to produce milk. And she's just like hanging out and we're like, yeah, you're going to, Help me out and breastfeed the kids. Cool. That's sweet. Thanks so much. That's very kind of you. Anyway, the lady gets done with the son, and she's like, you know, I got some juice left. You want some? And then the mom's like, yeah, I'll take a dab of that. Lays on the lady's lap. Starts sucking away. I don't understand that. I don't. I don't get it. And again, this is just a reminder, if you have children in the car, why the hell are they listening to this podcast? <laughs> and I apologize. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Anyway, very interesting. No idea. No idea that was a thing. Anyway, a Wisconsin woman accidentally shot a friend while using a laser sight on a handgun. To play with a cat. So apparently this 19-year-old lady was uh, drinking. So she decided, you know what would be a good idea? Let's go get a gun and play with a cat. Because it got, has a laser sight on it. Oh, that sounds awesome. Anyway, so she starts fucking with the cat with a laser sight. And then next thing you know, she accidentally fucking shoots somebody that's standing in the hallway with the gun. Okay. Listen, I don't own a gun. I don't care if you do own a gun. The problem is we have too many idiots with guns. What, I think we can all agree on that. This type of shit is what makes people go, that's why we need gun control. Let me say this. And I know that gun control is a big, hot topic out there. I get it. I do. I do. The problem isn't the sane people with guns. It's the insane people with guns and how easy it is for the insane people to get the guns. You might be perfectly sane, and you know how to handle a fucking gun. You don't get wasted and start fucking playing with the laser sight on your gun then you know with your cat and then accidentally shoot your friend no because you're smart but you got some other dipshit that does that it gives you a bad look you also have the dipshits to fucking shoot people for no fucking reason because they're psychotic i get it that's why that they need to change things don't make it so easy to get guns. And quit being a pussy about it. Yes, make it a little bit more difficult to get guns. I'm sorry. It is. Okay? Too many psychopaths are ruining it, ruining it for everybody. I get it. That pisses you off because you're not a lunatic. I get it. You're not. But there are lunatics out there 
And you, as the responsible gun owner, should just go, shit. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. I'll jump through a few more hoops. I'll do it. Nobody's going to take your fucking guns away. If they tried to take your guns away, that'd be fucking stupid. And I'm sure somebody out there has proposed the idea. That's fucking dumb. They're not going to take your guns away. They're not. No. God. How fucking stupid would that be? No. Listen. Make it tougher for people to get guns. That's all I'm saying. Okay? It's not you. It's the other person. They're ruining it for everybody. Okay? Okay? Jesus. I, 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 I'm not saying it's you. It's the other guy. And, it, and that's got to be frustrating for you. I, like I said, I'm not a gun, gun owner. I've shot plenty of guns. I love shooting. Oh, my God. What was that one that I had that uh, I was shooting at my wife's family's property? It was just like this big old dirty, hairy type gun. Oh, my God. I was really fucking accurate with that thing. It was awesome. Uh, big old ass kick. But that being said, I, I'm, I, I just don't want them in my house. And there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, what I'm saying is make it difficult for people to get guns only because of the psychopaths that are ruining it for everybody. I'm not saying take away your guns. That would be dumb. That would be dumb. Just make it more difficult. That's it. That's it. And I'm sorry that if that offends you. I've thought about getting a gun. I've thought about it. But my, like I told you before, my wife wakes up in the middle of the night, starts, you know, freaking out over like, you know, radioactive spiders in the oven. Think I want a gun around her? No. She'll be like, look it, I'm playing with the spatula. Next thing you know, I got no face. Okay. That's what I'm really worried about. Anyway, this was a weird episode. <laughs> oh, in conclusion... Let's recap this. So everybody in Denver media is overreacting to the Broncos game, first game of the preseason. Yeah, grin and bear it. Brace for impact. It's going to happen whether you want it or not. You can either tune in or tune out. It's your choice. You always got a choice. It's okay, by the way, to uh, yell at your kids in front of uh, other parents. Uh because they are secretly going, ah, fuck, I should have done that too. It's okay. By the way, breastfeeding as an adult, apparently that's socially acceptable. Secretly. But a lot of people do it. So don't feel bad if you do it. Okay? Don't feel bad. And also, if you got a gun with a laser on it, don't fucking play with it with your cat. Because there's a good chance you're either going to pop your cat or shoot somebody else. So don't do that. Probably a good idea to stay away from that. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends and make sure you give it a nice review. Thank you so much to Burns and McCoy. Check them out at burnsandmccoy.com. And thank you so much to Cinch, C-Y-N-C-H.com. Make sure you use the promo code MILEHIGH at checkout so you can get that first propane uh tank exchange for only $10. Thank you guys so much. It's DeHuff on Censored. Let's move forward. We'll talk to you next time.